tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world-governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Good morning, Swarm! Okay, that was not my best. Raspy. Leave it in there. Guys, welcome to Tinfall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I am here to... Raspy too. sounded like a COVID long holler is what he sounded like. Man, I love that. Did you just hear Chico Cookie Monster on us? Joining me as always, my partner in crime, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? And on the ones and two, the gnome is the love of Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you? What's up, Sam? Uh, I love it. I love it. Guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning into Tim Foyle Hat. Sorry, I'm a little off today. I had a lot of coffee. I want to start the show off by thanking everybody who came to the comedy club in Kansas City, packed shows, and uh, you know, I hit my bonus, which was really great. I don't think I've ever done that before, and I just thank you guys so much for coming out. And universally, everybody that plays on my shows says to me, your crowds are great, and that is a testament to the swarm. So without you guys, again, I would just be talking to myself. My favorite thing is when I'm now getting shit on the internet, like, Phil Comic just uses conspiracies to get something going. It's like, how is that any different than like someone getting a TV show? Like I had to earn every person here. It's it's the most interesting. Like it's what happens is you have a lot of people trying to do this thing and they just can't get it going. And for whatever reason, the swarm likes me because I love them. And that's just the way it is. I'm sorry. It's not working out for you, man. Mix it up. This is I've, I, I failed at a lot of shows and now lately my shows are doing well. Work it out. Figure it out. Stop getting mad at somebody because you can't figure it out. Do your thing. Okay? That's it. So, listen, if you want to see me live, again, thank you guys in Kansas City. Thank you. If you want to see me live this weekend, I've added a second show to my Lombard, Illinois show. And Tino Sanchez will be joining me. Jason Tebow will be out there. So it should be a really great show. Just go to samtriplee.com and grab those tickets. And then I will be again out in Austin. I believe it's April 9th and 10th. And I will be at the Romo Room. And now we're starting to book some more Tim Fall Hats with Eddie Bravo. Did you guys see Eddie did his first uh, podcast? Yeah. I did not. No, what what he do? He Jeremiah did, Watkins. Jeremiah Watkins, yeah. which is character stuff. So I'm super happy to see him back in the mix. So hopefully, maybe he might be down conspiracies. You don't know. So hopefully, oh, we can be have back. my broken simulation. Oh, that's great, a yeah. great thing. It's a different show. Speaking, of, I have so many shows. I would love you guys to go check out. They are all available at Sam Tripoli. Dot com. Okay. A lot of you guys are getting mad that Tim Fall Hat is not on YouTube anymore. I do not go where I am not wanted. Go to samtriplee.com and you will get all the shows there. They're all there. Tim Fall Hat, Broken Simulation, Cash Daddies, you name it, they're all there. 
Uh, we are we're almost caught up on all the back orders in terms of uh, all the other videos. Go check it out, please check it out and i think you guys will enjoy it we're about to get our own version of discord going which we're going to call it smack uh smack and you're going to have a discord right there and you'll never have to worry about get, getting nuked okay because i'm on a private server with a, a, with a, the only other people on there is is like gay furry porn so you know <laughs> if they go for the gay furries we might be in trouble but at this point we seem to be fine so go check that out if you want to see some premium content okay you can get premium content on samtriplee.com. You can get both Zero and my Tinfoil Hat stuff for the low, low price of $8, okay? Or you can check me out on Patreon, where at patreon.com slash Hat, or my show with Brian Callen, which is patreon.com slash Brian Callen. We also have some shows on Rockfin. Rockfin's where you pay $10 for everybody's content. My show Zero's there. My show Broken Simulation's there. My show, the the greatest of all time, sports talks there, and uh, you can now you're going to be able to also get Brian Callen and my conspiracy social club there, all for ten dollars. And we have the new broken simulation uh, there and on Patreon. If you want uh, the unedited bonus features, all that shit, we got it there too. Check it out: Patreon.com/slash Broken Simulation or Rockfin/slash Broken Simulation. We got a brand new shirt on the TimFallHatTshirts.com website, or you can go to SamTriply.com. It's a brand new shirt, and it is Sam the Samurai. Check that out. It, the the colors really pop. And then our limited edition shirt is almost sold out. It is called Fisting the Machine, and it is one of the most beautiful shirts out there. And again, it's there's limited. Once we sell 100, we are out and we are 15 away. So grab those, grab that shirt while you can. It is a collector's item. Anything else, gentlemen? No, nah, that's pretty okay. much it. Just go to samtriply.com for all of your needs. This is a really great show. We have Ryan Bloodsoe on. We go deep into intergalactic visitations from beings and we also go deep into realm talk and spirituality please enjoy the show Drink from the fountain of knowledge. all right let's get into it. it's time to buckle up buttercup okay it's time to rock and roll this next gentleman uh who's making a run at youngest guest ever on the show according to xavier guerrero is a, uh, I mean, I found out about him and we've been connecting through our good friend Nick Hinton. And, uh, you know, I love his tweet, Twitter. I tweeted, I retweet his tweets a lot. I'm excited to come have him on. He is a, uh, we're going to get in some UFO stuff. So please welcome Ryan Bloodsoe. How are you, Ryan? I'm doing good, Sam. I'm very um, thankful to be on your show today. Well, you know what? We could. We are excited. Anybody who brings something interesting to talk about that isn't doom and gloom, I'm excited to talk about it. We got to get more into the positivity in this on this podcast, and that's what we're working on: how to spread some love. And I know that you and uh, Nick Hinton are are working on spreading a little positivity in the world. So I'm excited about that. So, real quick, for those who don't know who you are, tell us a little bit of about yourself and where our listeners the swarm can find you okay yeah so i have a twitter it's just um you know a personal account it's ryan d bledsoe that's b-l-e-d-s-o-e it's just my personal thoughts i share some of our experiences but that's about it at the moment that's it i like it that's almost as off the grid as you can get at this point (laughs) and i'm starting to notice there's a lot of young g's out there 
starting to walk the walk. And uh, you're one of them. You, Hinton. I mean, it's like it's real fun to watch as an elder statesman of this group. Uh, I'm enjoying it as as I slowly watch myself decay in the mirror. <laughs> I am decaying at a rapid rate, and it's good to know there's young guys out there carrying the word of uh, you know humanity to the rest of people. So let's get into this. Uh, you you contacted me about uh, Nick said I should have you on the show. You and I went back and forth. I love what you said. So what do you want talking? What do you want? Where do we kick this off? Okay, so I'm just going to assume that um the majority of your listeners have no idea about my backstory so i'm just going to start from there is that cool dude the the floor is yours okay so um in 2007 my father um he he was on the cape fear river in north carolina and he was fishing with four other people one of which was my um, oldest brother chris jr and he was down and out. He had pretty much given away a multi-million dollar construction company because he was really sick. Um, he had Crohn's disease and um, just a number of other things. He couldn't handle the stress of um, his business anymore. So fast forward a little bit. This, this is actually a little bit before 2007 to set the stage, but he uh, had been seeing a doctor that was giving him medications that were very toxic and it pretty much killed him. He was like declared... Um, dead. He had a near-death experience and it messed with him physically to where he was very sick for a number of years. So 2007, he's at rock bottom, right? He walked out on the river. He just finishes like a small job. He just had a little crew of a few guys and they were, you know, doing um, tiny little construction jobs. And he was very depressed and he pretty much was ready to die. Um, And he called out and he said, God, either heal me or kill me, you know, just like take my life or turn it around. And um, what happened that night is now one of the most talked about UFO encounters in history. Um, So he walked up from the river to like, it's about a half mile walk. And he saw two lights in the sky that looked like the sun. They were as big as the sun in the same color. And it was about twilight. So, you know, um, you could see them like the sun, I guess. And then a third one shot up beside them and it freaked him out so bad. He ran back down. Now it's pitch black. He goes to find my oldest brother who was working with him out of time or at the time because he was out of school and the other three guys. And they're like freaking out. Uh, they had been searching for my dad for four hours, whereas he thought he was gone for like a max of 15 to 20 minutes. Whoa. So he had missing time. Go ahead. Whoa, that's oh. crazy. Yeah. So um, he had missing time. He didn't realize that until about a year later. Um, and my oldest brother was in the woods trying to like, find and feed deer some corn you know and he saw these two red orbs and as they got closer they kind of bobbed up and down eventually these two uh translucent beings came out of the orbs they looked like glass but they glowed like the moon and they had red eyes and my brother was held in place for two hours uh, terrified in fear he couldn't speak he couldn't move until when my dad got back they they left and he could get up uh, traumatized him pretty bad. He was 17 years old. Um, and what happened from there was all the guys were fighting. They were in chaos. My dad had been missing for four hours. My brother was looking around and he was in the woods for two hours and through all the chaos of them trying to figure out where everybody was. And there's a lot of yelling. And, um, one of them says, look, and they look up in the sky and they see eight. Now remember at this point it's nighttime because my dad walks up at twilight and then it's four hours later. Um, 
one of them says, look, and they look up in the sky and there's eight big uh, balls of like white light and they land on the other side of the river and they all freak out. They get in the truck, they leave. Um, They thought the world was ending. I mean, it was serious chaos and panic. And my dad gets to our house after dropping off the other guys. They, let me back up. As they leave the river, they see a craft, right? And it kind of like goes in front of their truck and stops them. And then after they leave, they pass that craft or whatever. They get home and there's a being in our backyard. All of this can be seen on the documentary that followed um, because there was a Discovery Channel documentary. It's been 14 years. So like the events, sometimes um, the sequence is hard for me to uh, remember. I wasn't there that night. And um, so what happens next is my dad tells my mom and his family and they all thought he was crazy. Um, Only his kids believed him. And there was a lot of chaos there because we were raised very religious. Uh, this is the South, and I'm sure Johnny, you know, being born in North Carolina as well, can can understand. Johnny's what that's a like. pagan. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm Southern Baptist. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, well, Johnny, we were Pentecostal. So, um, oh, okay. Yeah, you guys no, got. I'm, I'm sure wow. you've heard of that. So, yeah, of did you, guilt, now did your guys is, shame. did no. your gangs get along, or did every time you guys see yourself, was there some <laughs> kind of dance off? No, I would say so. Yeah, they're oh. just a lot more energetic in service than we are. They kind of stand up and dance and stuff. And, and what did you, what does your crew like do, fun. Johnny? We sing uh, songs from the 1800s, uh, like <laughs> and don't move at all. You know, just like. <laughs> Literally as little effort as you could possibly put into singing. That's what we do. Yeah. Oh, is there singing and dancing in heaven, Johnny? I hope so. Or is it just a giant library? I, hope, I, I mean, I hope James Brown is up there. So yeah, there's singing and dancing. Do you think James made it? No, <laughs> I, think, yeah, I think everybody's up there, even the people you don't like. Yeah, I think I so. they're all in uh, the land beyond the river. Uh, but back to this. So you grew up very religious. You had right. this experience. Both your father has an experience and one of your brothers, yet everybody thought they were both crazy? Yes. They thought it was evil and satanic. They thought it was just nuts. I mean, the day that it happened, I was staying at my – well, it happened at night. So that night I was at my other grandmother's house across town. Um, And I say other grandmother because my father's mother was our next-door neighbor, and that's kind of relevant. But um, I was at my mother's – mother's house across town. So I wasn't there during all this chaos. Neither was my um, other brother or my sister or my mom because we were gone. Right. So when I get off the school bus the next day at my house at that age, I was 13 years old. Um, what was that? Two weeks I, ago? <laughs> well, I'm 27 now. So that was 14 oh my years God, ago. What a baby face, huh? Man, baby face what was, for what sure. Was the date again? Dude, I'm you're sorry, about the that. same age as X Sheen. He looks like your uncle. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Listen, guys, we all shop online. It's kind of how we got to do it now in this crazy world we live in, right? And then we're always getting bombarded with promo codes. And it's like, what about, I, what, 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 where's that promo code? Blah, 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 okay? Uh, well, our good friends at Honey have fixed that, okay? Honey, okay, go to joinhoney.com, okay? Honey manually searches for coupon codes for you okay it's a free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies them applies the best one it finds to your car honey supports over thirty thousand stores online imagine you're shopping online on your favorite sites okay when you check out the honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons all right wait a few seconds as honey searches for coupons it can find for that site if honey finds a working coupon you'll watch the price drop 
okay. I've used it for clothes. I've used it for sneakers. I got these really sweet uh, Jordans. Bam, bam, bam. It's really simple and it's really fun. Okay, Honey has found it. Found it. Over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings, okay? So this is what I need you guys to do. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing on some free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And and by getting it, you're doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash tinfoilhot. That is joinhoney.com slash tinfoilhot. Hook it up and save that cash, yo, and support the show. Join honey.com slash Tim Foilhat. What, what, was, young, the, what, was, what was the date again? I missed that. I'm sorry. 2007. It was, it was, two, it was 2007, January um, 8th. January 8th, 2007 is when it happened. So this would have been January 9th, 2007. Um, I get off the school bus, and at that time, uh, my older brother was in high school. Uh, my younger sister was in elementary school. So I got off the bus by myself. My parents were gone. So I like to go to my grandparents next door and like watch TV with them, whatever. And when I walked in that day, my grandpa said, boy, your dad's been smoking dope. He's seeing little green booger, man. You need to get over there. You know? <laughs> Sorry. And uh, I get over there and I asked my dad, like, did, did you see aliens? And he said, yeah, I did. And he told me all about it and he wasn't crazy. He was frantic, but you know, I knew he was telling the truth. And what, what happened there, the chaos was so traumatic, um, seeing what my father and my whole family was going through and the pure rejection we got from everybody in our family and our town and our religious community. Uh, my father doesn't go to church anymore. And to be honest, I don't either. It's, it's because of this. Um, why is that, the, man? I, I want to I explore this. I, I, you know, I know people are like, stop cutting them off. I just want to explore this. Why is this? This rejection of from why is what happened to your father a rejection from the religious community when I think it's I mean, I think it's pretty well known. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just hang in the in groups, but the uh, certain circles where this is understood. But basically that you aliens were kept out of the Bible. Like certain stories and certain books were not included in the Bible that involved whether aliens are what I personally believe is interdimensional beings. Oh, it's like, it's such an interesting thing. Cause you know, you hear the Pope who, who has, I mean, has anybody lost more credibility in the last couple of years than the Pope? <laughs> I mean, what a, remember when he was like, this is cool. Pope. He's just hanging out. Cool Pope, like he was on, like Saved by the Bell or something by that. That's what he was doing. He was, he was like how SNL makes Biden seem, right? Right. Yeah. He's like cool Pope, man, <laughs> loving it, dude. And like now we just know he's like ahead of some very dark stuff. But even he was talking about if aliens came down, they could find God. And I thought that was really funny, ridiculous. That, but <laughs> it's still like the acknowledgement that there could be something out there. Why do you think these religious people rejected? this so sternly well that's the exciting part sam and why i was so excited to come on your show because i know what you believe because i've probably listened to 100 episodes and from the interdimensional stuff is true and we have had correspondences with people uh in the vatican jesuits um Whoa. central intelligence agency department of defense tom delong from to the stars oh, academy sure, jim right. simivan uh, I'll put off everybody, everybody that's big in the UFO field 
in some way has corresponded with us because it it's something bigger than spinning frisbees. Um, and that's that's a part of the story I was going to get into. Okay, eventually. so let me tell. I'm gonna let you go. So uh, your yeah. father's frantic. He is uh, being rejected <laughs> by his community. Go on. Sorry, I'll be quiet. right. No, it's a hey. Listen, please cut me off. Please, <laughs> if you need you. to, somebody's um, making a run for Saint, for the Mount Rushmore <laughs> just by letting me be me. The junior Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Junior Junior leagues. Go on. Yeah. Well. Um, so uh, where was I? I was at the, oh yeah, the Boogerman. That's what my grandpa said. And then I get home and I tell my dad, um, hey, this is what my grandpa said. And he said, what really happened? You know, he told me the night before um, in a more detailed way. And the chaos was so bad. We were shunned uh, by the church. It's satanic. It's demonic. I love my mom. I'm not talking bad on my mom, but this really happened. Um, she called a Southern Baptist preacher, like Johnny said. <laughs> To come into our home and pray the demons out of my father. And I witnessed this as a 13-year-old child, and it traumatized wow. me. Um, and I've realized as an adult, it's one of my biggest traumas, is the treatment that we um, experienced and what I saw happen to my father. Wow. Um, and uh, what happened was my dad was so scared of losing his children and my mother. They're still married to this day. They've you know They made it through, but... He was so scared of losing my mother that he waited 10 months until October to finally report his sighting. Um, me and my dad and a couple of my other siblings, we had been watching uh, like UFO files and all those Bigfoot and, uh, you know, Chupacabra shows and stuff because we were so obsessed. And we saw MUFON report at MUFON.com. And my dad went on MUFON.com wrote a report and waited 10 months to send it. And then when he sent it, it was within a week. Uh, MUFON says, we're going to send you a packet in the mail, draw what you saw. He gets the packet in the mail. He draws it, sends it back within another week, you know, cause it takes about a week for the package to get there. They say, we want to come to your house. Can we send an investigator? Sure. So they sent an investigator, um, a wonderful guy by the name of Steve McGee and Norm Gagnon, two different guys. And they start investigating, collecting uh, data, stuff like that. And then they find that my father had missing time and they immediately reported it to the uh, headquarters of MUFON. And then it blew up into this whole, the director of MUFON himself had to come to our property and investigate, which by the way, we later found out he was a CIA plant sent to discredit our family story. It's, Dude, it's I was just thinking, Matt, I was just thinking, this sounds like you are letting the devil in, man. Well, um, there's a lot to it. Yeah, know? let's get into it, dude. I, you got me. You got me hooked. My nipples are hard. <laughs> Twice this week. That's, that's why. That's why I love the show because you guys talk about out there things that everyone else is afraid to talk about, like realms and interdimensional beings. Uh, I think. I think you're gonna enjoy this. So, um, so the head of all of Mufon got involved with our experience. And from what I know from someone who was in MUFON, a wonderful person by the name of Chase Klotsky, she actually did an investigation on our property herself. Um, they found all kinds of like radiation data and stuff. And she um, told me that the whole discovery thing, which I'm about to go into, was them using the spotlight of our experience to try to smear us that's the CIA part and simultaneously boost their ratings to sell it to Hollywood to get uh, another series like pitched and, you know, down the pipe. So our family was totally done wrong by the whole discovery channel thing. 
they they did deceptive editing. Uh, they pressured my father into getting one inconclusive answer on the lie detector test, which was, did you see an entity? And he said, yes, uh, hundreds of times. Over four hours, they asked him 32 questions repeatedly until he finally got an answer that was not a positive. They did that first, and on the documentary, they put that at the end to make it look like, well, we ended it with a lie detector test, and we have proven he is being deceptive. Everything they did was deceptive and shady, and um, it nearly ruined our lives. It caused a lot of trauma for us, and so what happens next is something that the Central Intelligence Agency or the United States government never would have expected. So after the initial experience, we still saw lights in the sky um, at a regular frequency, and I would say this probably hundreds or thousands of times we saw lights in the sky as a family. Hold on. You start seeing it. Yes. The whole family. Why you're and the, did your mom see it too? Who was very, yes. f- very resistant. She started seeing it as well. Yes. Wow. Could, yeah. could you describe what you saw? Cause I, 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 my one encounter was not far from Fayetteville actually uh, with them and lights in the sky. Uh, what, 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 what okay. did you, would well, you say you saw most commonly? Well, I've seen anything from entity standing at the foot of my bed to a light in the sky that looks like it would be a light bulb, but without the glass. It's just a pure light. Now, um, I've seen them big. I've seen them small as orbs, like moving around in the room or moving around in my yard in front of me at eye level. Um, I have seen, uh, you know, basically translucent beings um, as well. So um, where was I going from there? Oh, so in 2012, uh, my dad saw this lady. It was an apparition, I guess you could say. And once he reported this lady, the Department of Defense started coming to our property. Whoa! Gathering uh, information on my family. They had to take my dad's writings down that he got from this lady and, you know, make no mistake about it. It's an apparition. It was floating. Hold on, dude. You jumped something. What this lady had him write stuff. No, no, no. I'm sorry. The Pentagon came to our house after my father reported seeing a lady in 2012, somebody from the Pentagon, I should say. Okay. And made my dad write down what was communicated to him from this entity and then took it and had to basically brief the Pentagon on my father's writings. So it's a wild, there's 14 years of history here. That's kind of like, you know, hard to unpack, but um, the general gist of it is that these beings are interdimensional beings. Uh, They're not like little green men riding on Frisbees flying here from Mars. Uh, They're spiritual. They come from higher uh, realms, I guess you could say. And, um, you know, that's what it's about. That's that's the whole thing is the, the UFO disinformation on the Internet is all a lie. Um, I have spoken face-to-face with the director of clandestine operations for the CIA, the guy who's the vice president of To the Stars Academy, uh, Jim Simivan. And when we have conversations, it's about interdimensional beings. So, um, you know, Do you, can, that's what it's uh, about. We should, for some context, Fayetteville is home to – is it still the largest military installation in the in the U.S.? I know it, it was at one time the largest army installation. Anyway, uh, it, As, do, you, do you suspect that's related? Uh, some some something they've done there, perhaps to uh, to make this like a a portal, a gateway. Oh, snaps, that area, Johnny. Well, I will say this about um, the night that uh, Nick Hinton was on my property with my father and I. 
uh, he saw lights with us and like it blew his mind. Oh, shit. Um, All right, we're record. going. We're You're going. going? Yeah, yeah. Come on out. Where, Dude, yeah, I mean, this is 30 minutes from a, my house. I, I'm bringing a Mexican in North Carolina. Where, we'll where, where, where is this? 30 North, minutes from my house. Okay, okay man. Oh, shit. We got to go to, we got to go so, walk around. So do you do think all. they were going after your dad or the property? Yes. Yes. Oh, after your dad? dad? And speaking of Skinwalker Ranch, Sam, um, I personally know the people who ran uh, or at least were a part of the initial investigation at Skinwalker, like Colonel John B. Alexander, the guy who ran Project Stargate. Um, are you familiar with Project Stargate? No. What happened? The, yeah. the men who stare at goats. What? The men who stare at goats, the George Clooney. Oh, yeah, movie yeah, about, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I totally believe in all that stuff. Yeah, that guy came to our property and saw lights with us and wrote about it in his book, Colonel John B. Alexander. Oh my so, God! <laughs> so they're so, after your um, dad. I still can't believe that. But so, did anybody in your community see this? Did your family start? Did anyone else start seeing this stuff and going, "Hey, dude, we're sorry. We totally <laughs> saw this." Yeah, well, over time, we started inviting people over, and, uh, you know, lots of them see things like Nick Hinton did. Um, I'm sure you guys could you could ask him about that. Um, Dr. John B. Alexander saw things with us, and probably hundreds of other, like, local people that live near us within an hour or two, or, you know, other people who've flown from really far away just to see things. And it's kind of built to be hundreds of people involved uh, in our story and seeing things in and around our property. My dad was in California. I can't remember what city. It was in L.A., but it was like Encinitas or wherever Tom DeLonge lives. And he was on the roof of the producer of Coast to Coast Live with George Norrie, a good friend of ours. They were on her roof with Tom DeLonge, and Tom DeLonge saw UFOs for the first time with my father. So it's not the location. It's the person. It's you know people being around him. They say things. It's, it's attracted to him for some reason. Um, and, you know, we've had some correspondences with the Jesuit priests about that. And, uh, there's, just a, there's just a lot. Like, if you ask questions, it's easier for me to, like, I, I have one. I yeah, have we, I, have, I mean, yeah. like, I'm, I just don't want to cut you off because I have what, a thousand questions. What's the, Please. what's the Department of Defense's interest in this? Do you sense that they already know everything about it and they're trying to suss out what you know so that they can kind of discredit it? Or are they actually there to learn from you? What, what, what's your impression of them? Have you heard of American Cosmic, the book? I've no, not. I have not. It's like one of the foremost UFO books out there. It's incredible. If you haven't read it, you should read it. It's called American Cosmic um, by Diana Walsh Pasolka, and she's actually – we introduced her to the man that the book is about. So if you read the book, you'll find out a little bit behind, like, the Invisible College and what their motivations are with this sort of thing. So there's a secret group. They're called the Invisible College. What? We've met some of them. What? And – it's basically like extremely cutting edge technologies and consciousness research. Um, and my father's UFO thing is at the forefront of these fields. So there's a man that they call Tyler Durden and he what? came to our property. The well, guy that's from- his alias. He's, he's covert. He's an NRO, which is a joint op between CIA, uh, NASA and air force. So we can't say his name cause he's covert, right? That's not his real name, but um, by the book, his name is Tyler Durden, kind of like a fight club, you know, pseudonym. This man came to our property in 2013. He brought us a MacBook that said for the Bledsoe eyes only. He showed us his badges. He had like CIA, Area 51, Air Force, NASA, um, you know, I can't remember the other ones. 
anyway, he had like four or five badges and he showed us a laptop with, you know, pictures and some things about area 51, some things I'm not really allowed to say. And he told us that he was tasked from his higher ups to learn about the phenomenon from a spiritual perspective, that the, the fact that it's like physical beings coming from other planets is, is a hoax. It's a lie. It's put out there to deceive people. Uh, 95% of UFO stuff on the internet is a lie. That's what I was told by the Department of Defense uh, people. Okay, so now this is really interesting. So what they're showing us, it's it's like my notion that Project Blue Beam and real-life interdimensional beings can both exist because one is meant to throw you off the scent and one is real. Yeah, the real ones are the interdimensional beings, right? The, the 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 spiritual beings who who come from a higher realm that are trying to uh, lead us to that place, you know. And yeah, there's a lot to it. If you ask questions, it'll help me to sort of do. Like, uh, uh, we we got it all. We, uh, we'll go on forever. Okay, so <laughs> so so are you concerned about people saying, "Oh, it's Project Blue Beam" and all that stuff? What what these people uh, approaching you, uh, the people you are meeting? Do you ever worry about there's a manipulation from them to you, I, 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 so that you come out and you know because that's what they say about Bob Lazar, or we get into uh, the gentleman who who wrote uh, Behold the Pale Horse, which was Bill uh, William Bill Cooper. Cooper, right? And he goes towards the end. He goes later. I thought that these documents were given to me so I could go out and. Uh, tell all this stuff to people because I'm not accusing you of this at all because I 100% believe this because this has been what my my opinion is is that it is not space it is interdimensional beings and we've been hearing this since the beginning of time and there's this been this giant misinformation campaign to tell to make us think that we are just specks of shit and sneakers on a rock <laughs> hurling through space and that we're not important. Right. That's exactly right. And that this that that this movement that that all this stuff with aliens and all this stuff from different planets are is all part of this play to get us not to look into that wherever we live right now is very special and we are very special entities and there are both light and dark fighting over controlling where humanity goes all right guys i want to tell you about this podcast that i want you to check out it's called ip frequently okay and listen as you guys all know, everyone's looking for a way to like put their money to work for them. You got to learn to invest. And I think everyone's always been looking for a, a cool, funny business podcast. And, you know, you keep going through all these podcasts and they're just dry, boring. And they're hosted by just basically four by fours, just boring wood. Am I right, everybody? Johnny, you were complaining about that the other day. You hate boring absolutely hates it hates it man okay so if you're looking for a way where you can get really fun investment advice uh, funny takes on what's going on in the world and pop culture and you're looking for it man you want to listen to a little 80s music i got the podcast for you it's called i p frequently okay uh, i checked it out it's hosted by dave and, and brad and the host of ip frequency and i found what i was looking for solid business advice 80s music and headline news 
just imagine two guys. Let's call them Dave and Brad, right? Dave and Brad, right? Here we got. And they blend really good business advice, 80s music, and headline news all into one podcast called IP Frequently. So, guys, do me a favor. Check out and subscribe to IP Frequently and stay up to date on their weekly streams of episodes wherever you get podcasts. So shout out to the guys from IP Frequently. Keep kicking ass. Rock and roll. Do you, boo. This is going to sound foreign to the listener who's not familiar with uh, my story. So I would urge them to start with uh, part one of the four-part Richard Dolan series on Chris Bledsoe. That's my father. But I'm just going to say this, and they can go catch up on that, and then this will make sense later. But in 2012, when this lady came to my father, she appeared as a bull. Um there were three beings that were standing – or no, excuse me. The three beings were outside. I want to try to get it as accurately as possible. There was a voice that said, rise, and he got out of bed. He walked outside, and there were three beings. Um, they took him to, you know, in the woods on our property. We lived on a six-acre property in the woods. And they handed him this little thing. Um, they can hear about that, you know, more in depth. It's not really relevant to what I'm about to say. But anyway, so when he turned around, this, this etheric, this, this ghastly, you know, ghost-like bull charged through him and knocked him down. Turns over, he gets up, and there's a lady in a white dress with blonde hair and blue eyes, and she's floating off the ground. And she looks at him, and she says, this is your burden. Um, you have to tell your story. You know, if you don't, you'll have blood on your hands, like Joel the Watchman in the Bible. And she gave him the name Hathor, like Egypt. Um, the Egyptian deity of love, but her like animal representation is a bull. So definitely when, when he comes into contact with these beings, it's all very metaphysical things. And um, we had to report that to the Pentagon and they take it very seriously. So, you know, you're right, Sam, it is all about realms, um, consciousness, all the stuff about, you know, spinning Frisbees is a lie. Uh, by the institutions to deceive people and to never exploring their intuition and figuring out that they are something special and they can, uh, you know, follow their conscience or follow their heart and reach higher states of consciousness. That's what life is about. I cannot agree more with you. I cannot agree more. I'm getting this really wonderful feeling right now because it's just like, I just, I just take a look at everything going on and all the brainwashing and all the just the bombardment of people with no hope. I mean, we are just yep. something is going on right now because we're in my humble opinion, we are meeting a climax because the w spiritual war has been cranked up so high that something's coming that they don't want you to see. Right. And yep. that they they want you so brainwashed into the land of fear that when the truth is revealed, you will do everything you can to fight against accepting it. Yeah, that's right. There's a thing called MK Ultra. That yeah, people need dog, to now we're talking. And, and we can read a little bit, or excuse me, we can talk a little bit more off that where I'm more comfortable to be open, maybe off air. Um, some personal things, but I will say Diana Walsh Pasolka, who wrote American Cosmic book number two is about MK Ultra. Um, there is a megalithic group at the helm of the entire global society. I would say the 1%. And 
And um, they don't want you to know that if you unleash your intuition, you can reach higher states of consciousness and achieve things that you didn't think you could before. You I, know, I they want you to that. regurgitate information. That's that's what they want you to do. Remember and regurgitate. That's it. It's that logical left brain uh, prison on your consciousness. That's what society is all about. Yes. Johnny, is everything okay? I thought you were saying something there was sound. So what, what they want you to do is lean into intelligence and and avoid smarts. Okay. Intelligence (laughs) is understanding systems, how they work and how to manipulate, how to play within these systems to get rewarded. Okay. Mm -hmm. We see a lot of that with uh, our, uh, our, our progressives right now, our intellectual uh, snobs, let's say, but they don't understand smarts. Smarts is awareness of what right. is going on, what what is happening in the room, sensing what's going on, trusting your intuition, right? That mm-hmm. is smarts. You can be smart and intelligent, but not everybody who is intelligent can be smart. They're actually, it's right. like, it's not... It's very rare. They can't get laid. Uh, or that. Or, or that. Or that. That's definitely a part. That's the best. You can be spiritual. And, uh, oh, you can't get your dick wet, bro. You know? so, uh, so that's really what, I'm, what we're talking about. And that's why there's been this push to intellectual elitism. Okay. And a push away from spiritual um, awareness, intuition, intuition right? And yeah. that's that's what we're talking about right here. And as I listen to you talk about, you know, the CIA, it's unbelievable. So I, one of my good friends, I could call him one of my best friends, is Brian Kellen. And, you know, I've been on this journey with right. him as he's trying. I listen to the show. I know this. Thank you, dude. And I love him very much. So the other day, dude, he walked into the studio. He's like, yeah, I'm talking to my friend John. John says, like... The CIA can't do any of this stuff. And I, and John's like, yeah, you can't do it, man. I mean, like, I go, oh, I'm supposed to listen to John who sounds like he's doing voiceovers in a fucking, in a, in a children's animation show. What's his name? Mr. Pickles. So I should listen to Mr. Pickles. All right. I should listen to Mr. Pickles. Right. And then John, uh, Brian hangs up. I'm like, who is that? He goes, oh, he's my guy. He's my friend who works in the CIA. I go, why didn't you tell me that? I like, I just shit on the cia but my point is it's like dude there is a group of fucking a very well organized well-funded group that is there to completely and utterly sabotage humanity's elevation okay yeah but it's an oligarchy yeah but it is well-funded and it is well organized so i mean my whole point is like i saw a tweet today that i thought was really great which was like imagine if there was no cia how little racism would be happening today like it's just like you know all this shit going on right now it's like we have this initial flare up in this world, right? When something happens, there's an initial flare up. Everybody has a reaction to it. And then slowly information comes out, but everyone's moved on and nobody cares. So the initial impact is all that really matters. And the truth, when the truth comes out, nobody, no, everyone's moved on to the next high impact event. We are at the next thing is the Asian hate on Asians. No, but it's like, what, what, it's just like, jump from blacks to Asians real quick. Oh, my favorite thing is like, this guy is a sex addict and he shot out of the place he got hand jobs at. Right? It's like, <laughs> like if I'm a sex app, the last person I'm shooting, 
are the people giving me hand jobs, okay? Those are the people <laughs> I'm protecting at all costs. And I'm not minimalizing anything. I'm not at all. I'm not. The loss of life is super tragic, okay? But if you don't think this is about coming after your guns, if you just read William Cooper's book, he talks all about it, high-impact events to try to take your guns, okay? And you have too many People who are just more than willing to be useful idiots and just take advantage of a situation for money and profile. And I'm just going to tell you that. And you don't think it's kind of crazy right now. And we'll get back to UFOs. But you don't think it's kind of <laughs> crazy that Jeremy Lin, two weeks before this, is crying about uh, racism in the he's experienced in the NBA, but will not tell you who said it? Right, they they don't have mics. They could if they really wanted to find out. If they, they really out. wanted to find out, it's find really open ended, and how it's really t- you know it's just like all these videos now are coming out about African Americans attacking Asians, but the that. narrative is still white. It's all being done on purpose. But like you said, the the just like Lady Gaga, I think that was another thing for sec- for your Second Amendment rights. Yeah, she 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 got her dogs back. She paid someone. No one's been arrested. Oh, yeah, right. It's what just crazy. Or how about Kylie Jenner, who is a billionaire, begging people to give 60 grand to help her friend's surgery? It's like, dude, you make <laughs> that literally in two hours. Give up two hours of your fucking time. But back to this thing. So so when we get to it, like, this is what I'm talking about, man. I mean, the fact that the Jesuits have come to you and talked to you, that lets me know something's just... Not only that, but the Masons, too. Oh, my God. How do you know? What do they just show up in different hats? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, it's not physically a hat, but I mean, they've got badges. Um, You know, they kind of tell us who they are. And they they believe that we're stupid, that we're just like useful idiots who are going to believe everything that they tell us. And when I say they, I'm not referring to any one person in particular, but we have had death threats on our family from a person whose role in the CIA is to obfuscate um, the realm of the paranormal. Johnny doesn't know what that word means. What does that word mean? (laughs) (laughs) Obfuscate means to uh, confuse, to to make it like chaotic and nobody knows the truth and what it means and what's really going on. There's a role. I'm not going to say the role because this person put death threats on my family. And if I said the role, people would immediately be able to figure out who it is. Um, And that could bring some heat on me. But uh, this specific role is to confuse the truth about UFOs. And they have specifically and in person targeted my family before. And um, I called a man by the name of Jim Simivan, who, you know, you just have to look him up. He ran the spy program for the United States um, government, you know, the CIA. And he told me, don't worry about it. They can't, you know, they can't kill you. Uh, CIA legally cannot do offs on American soil. They're just bluffing, whatever. But, do you um, think that honestly stops him from doing yeah. it? I will tell you this. So um, my father was going to fly out to L.A., to meet with the screenwriters of The Conjuring, like the The very famous horror film. Well, they're twin brothers. They're wonderful guys. And they are the ones who are optioning our life story in Hollywood. So we've been friends with them for about nine years now. My dad flew out to meet them. But before he flew out, he got a call from someone who has a covert position in NASA. Uh, My dad's been inside Cape Canaveral. Like, he's gotten a whole tour. I've got pictures of it. I can share them with you. Anybody I talk about, you know, just uh, I'll send you the the uh the links there so you can get caught up on it 
But um, anyway, so this guy calls my dad. He's drunk. And he says, Chris, don't fly out to L.A. Uh, there's a bad group of people out there that want to kill you so you don't get your story out. Call the feds and give them my name. And my dad calls Jim Simivan, the feds, the CIA. And he says, hey, I got a call from so-and-so. He gave his name. And he said, there's people that want to kill me. And Jim said, don't worry about it. Fly out to L.A. Enjoy your trip. My dad's having lunch with the screenwriters of The Conjuring, um, Chad and Carrie Hayes. And his phone starts messing up. He walks outside and there's like a 40 to 45 foot Homeland Security um, like RV station outside the restaurant with men in suits looking at him. And then a white van followed him around for the rest of the week. So it was arranged that this would you know, make an appearance for my dad to feel comfortable. Jesus Christ, dude. Just to make a movie. This is crazy. Is there, crazy. I, I still don't quite understand their interest in obfuscating uh, the truth in, in this matter. What? Why do? Why do you think, or do you know why? Because, want to? sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Because if we learned the truth that there are metaphysical beings from another realm and not from other planets that are coming here to, um, you know show us that we can unlock higher states of consciousness. We will, we'll never be able to do that if we don't know the truth. And that is, you know, we are in nature spiritual, even though we have a physical flesh body, we have a spirit that, that is, is dying to be unlocked. It's, it's just waiting. And these beings are here to show us how to do that. Eventually, as we enter the new age, we're in a new age. Um, and they and, don't want know, us to do that because they, they want to keep us, what, low energy and just obedient? Johnny, right. there's a lot of reasons for that. And it's like gets into this thing that I really I, 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 has really affected me. It was an episode of, 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 of Zero where we were discussing abundance versus scarcity and how abundance, when you do abundance, it's, it, it helps you uh, – ascend to a higher uh, vibration in my humble opinion and scarcity mm -hmm. gets you down to a lower frequency and how does that fit in what you're talking about johnny because if if, if it was widely known that we are entities we mm -hmm. are gods we are one with the universe the scarcity of life would no longer work and they that's how they control us is through this notion that and it's pounded into us constantly you only live once. You only live once. That is pounded into your head from the moment you, you people start talking to you. You only live once. You only live once. And why is that important? Because that means you only have so many days. And, dude, you do not want to lose any of those days because if you lose those days, then you as a, 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 a person, as a being, are done. So they leverage death against the scarcity of life. But if, if entities come out and go, this is a, one of many trips you make to this realm. And guess what? The truth is, this is just your trip in this realm. There are other realms out there. There are other dimensions. And you run with your, your crew. This is my opinion. Your family, your yeah. friends. We all meet over and over again in different roles with each other. Someday I might be, someday my kids might be my dad and my mom. And I, you know, or we'll be brothers and sisters depending on what, what the relate. One day I'm the host of the show. Yeah. One day I'll be your co-host. <laughs> oh, shit. And I'll be like, hey. 
<laughs> vibrators like blood? Do they like on tomato juice too? Right? I'll be like, I'll just do the whole thing. So the point Where's Johnny? Johnny's still on the board? Johnny's still always on the board. Always on the board. Johnny will never ascend to host. Ever. I, I like that you think that's an ascension. <laughs> so that is my opinion. Everything they do is is the, is to leverage death against scarcity. In your in your experience, life. do the people who who come to you do they are they aware of the larger plan like that, or do they do they have a more like a narrow uh, range of knowledge? Some of the people that I have met are in unbelievably high positions of power. Like I went to a bar mitzvah in New York City of the grandson of Robin Leach, the billionaire, um, with literally Washington, D.C. power brokers everywhere in the room. The director of the CIA at the time, Michael Morell, was there. I don't personally know him, but he was there, and we danced in the lineup, and it was crazy. Jim Simivan was there, some other uh, CIA people, just crazy people. I have met some crazy, crazy people in my life, and I could tell you that there are those who are read into the program, and then there are those who are not. Uh, and the ones that are read into the program are not talking about Frisbees. They're not talking about spinning Frisbees. They're talking about intelligences that communicate to us through symbolism um, and that they created us many, many uh, millennia ago. Of course, they like to spin. It's all like, you know, bad. Um, Tom DeLonge, you know, and he's a nice guy. My father has hung out with him many times. He's a very nice guy. He's never like disrespected us or anything, but he tried to convince my dad that there's like reptilians dominating the galaxy and they like, you know, they eat us. And my dad said, no, it's not. That's, that, that's a lie. It's spiritual. All that. And my, this is my personal opinion. This is Ryan's personal opinion that all that reptilian crap is um, to obfuscate the truth that there are spiritual, uh, evil spiritual presences that affect our mind, our unconscious mind. I okay. think all the reptilian stuff is garbage. What, did, uh, DeLong, do you, did you, is his sense, your father's sense or your sense that he was deliberately obfuscating or that he was, he actually believes that? He believed it, um, I think, because Tom DeLong, he is a civilian. He has. He is a Freemason, by the way. <laughs> yes. He has, that, um, hey, hey, being a Freemason is the only way angels and airwaves could get any kind of uh, airplay. <laughs> yeah. So was, that is not a good band. Sorry. Uh, but it is, really- it is like he, dude, I mean, that was something that Joe wrote. I mean, uh, Eddie Bravo was talking about a lot. Like he has symbolism on his guitar. I would welcome him on the show. We were, we were about to make it happen. All are welcome on the show and anybody, they can talk the way they want to. And, you know, God have mercy on their soul. If the swarm thinks they fake the funk on an assy dunk, <laughs> I will not sit there and like, and try to allow, you know, I'm not going to sit there and put my spin on it. I want to hear what you have to say and then let the listeners decide. People get really mad at me about that. But I have no interest in like ambushing and arguing with people. I have a show. It's called Conspiracy Social Club. That's where we debate that stuff. This one is like you say what you want to say. Uh, and I'm going to let you say it and let the listeners decide. I'm not putting my spin on it. I, I feel like people like Ryan or myself or anybody in this room, like, you know, it's like we are constantly arguing with people on our feelings. And it's just like, I don't want that. I want someone to say what they want to say. You know, I, it's a very Art Bell way of doing it without me knowing that Art Bell did the same thing. 
let you for hey man i'm gonna assume what you're saying is real put it out to the world and if you fake the funk okay you're gonna hear it from the swarm and i do honestly believe that's a big reason why bishop larry gators doesn't talk to us anymore yeah the haters win for the, sure because the, the last time he got his dick kicked in and like dude <laughs> i mean i've let you say the craziest shit in here and and forever he was begging to come back on the show and I just knew people liked him, so I let go. And then the one time that he got his fucking, he got dented, that he blocked us. Well, that's on him, not on us. I don't, I'm not going to miss a moment of sleep that that guy doesn't want to do the show. He is more than welcome to come back. It will be first with an apology publicly for mm-hmm. blocking us and making this me have to answer a thousand fucking <laughs> questions. And then after that, I will allow Bishop G- Larry Gators to rhyme about all the stuff he wants to rhyme yeah. about. So I'm fine with that. So, But I want to get back into the reptilian stuff because could reptilians be demons, be Shapeshifters, you know. Well, is it is it evil? Evil is such an interesting thing because evil is evil is who is ever calling is evil. It's from their context, right? Their from their prism is what is evil. You know, Will Smith got in a lot of trouble because he said, "I wouldn't play Hitler evil," which is a super actor thing to say, but he's completely right because he was like Hitler didn't think what he was doing was evil. He never go, mm-hmm. leaned in the sun going, dude, I know this is evil, but I just got to do this. Uh, this is how I pay my checks. This is how I pay my rent, right? No, he did what he th- he thought was the right thing to do. We know now he was a piece of shit. But you still know that something's bad, though. Even though it's not evil. Like, you know, like, those kids, like, like the kids in the cages. Like, you know that's bad, but he's not evil. Do you have to but do something? But if you yeah. ask Joe Biden or Trump or Obama, is what you're doing bad? No, that's what I mean. It's... They'd say bad, at least. They know that's not human. That's not I don't think they correct. would. I'm well, being honest damn, that's, with you. That's even crazy for me if they don't even think that's horrible. No, I can watch them like that's horrible. do you understand? That is what we're talking about, dude. You, what, you, what you're almost doing right now is what you see a lot of people doing, which is you're projecting your how yeah, yeah, you yeah. would handle it on the people that have gone to a place that only the psychopaths make it to. Cut, throw sacrifice everybody to get to this position type of people. You would never be president because you have a soul and you think treating people inhumanely is wrong. Yeah, that'd be the first thing I'd fix. Like, they can't be like that. They're over there chilling, trying to figure out how to bomb Syria. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just like, that's the whole thing why nobody could come to grips with Hillary Clinton is a fucking awful person because their mom or their grandma or their aunt wouldn't do that. And Hillary's just like their mom and their aunt when they've never met this chick. And by all indications, is a cutthroat psychopath. So could reptilians be low frequency or whatever energy you want to call it, dark energy or... Or, or whatever. I don't know how to describe it because I think evil is me putting my my take on it. There are entities that are lower frequency is, is a way you could say it, and they exist uh, like in the mind. They, they attach to the mind. It's all that programming from Hollywood, all the all the stuff you see on the internet and and, and mainstream music, all of that. The energy of this evil is within that programming. It's, it's a mental, um, it's a mental attack. You know, the, the positive beings I see uh, can manifest as physical, visible lights. I, I shouldn't say physical, but I should say visible. I don't think that the lower frequency beings are these like, 
you know, knock on wood material alligators living underground that consume people's flesh. I think that's a lie. I think that's to um, deceive people and to having a completely materialistic, atheistic worldview. Because when you say reptilians dominating the galaxy, well, that, that immediately is trying to um, dissuade the conversation from consciousness. But why is it you can read about reptilians everywhere? Because it's that propaganda. Ah, that is a great... So, so they're just... Low frequency demons who control your yes. mind. We've talked about spirits, alcoholism, drug abuse, how that could be low frequency stuff, demons putting mm-hmm. in you. You know, I mean, I, I, I completely and utterly agree. So when I say that satanic pedophiles are trying to run this realm, I'm off on that. Is that what you're saying? I'm I'm not going to comment on that. You you You... You have your opinions, and I respect them. I, it's probably best if I shouldn't. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> you are hiding something that I need to know about. What do we? What do you think? Can you give well, a, 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 a broad stroke? Uh, my family said death threats oh, from people, man. And, and and I spoke to this man on the phone, and he told me that Satan and God are one being. What? And, Whoa. It's not about it's not about frisbees. It's about good versus evil. Or if you have the intuition to understand what I'm about to say, it's about the myth of Osiris versus Set. If you read that and you understand what it means, you'll understand the spiritual war that's going on in this place. Can you tell us about it? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Um, I mean, it's good versus evil. That's the most ancient version of the myth is the Egyptian story of Osiris versus Set. And I think that's pretty much embodies. I have this belief because when I was a kid, I was raised very Christian, very Pentecostal, very fear and guilt based. Fear God, get on your face, beg that, you know, forgiveness and you're not going to go to hell. And then I start seeing lights in the sky and they show up. And um, I never really got around to this earlier, but my dad ended up through the uh, Discovery Channel having a hypnotic regression. He's had about four to this day, and a lot of stuff has come out that these beings told my father that they work for creation. Um, they appear as light, like 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 not physical, but light. Um, they glow. Their presence glows. And uh, they told him that it's all about creation. It's all about um, God and good versus evil, and that he has to tell his story. Um, until this is what was given by this lady in 2012. She said there is a dark group of people who are making revelations from the Bible happen on the global stage Yes, to force a cataclysmic event, and that the only way that we can avoid any sort of negative timeline is we have to uh, find love. We have to find love as a species, as a collective consciousness. We have to understand what love is. It's it's your conscience. It's you see your neighbor. He doesn't have enough money for gas. Why don't you give him a few dollars and help him? He needs your help. Yes, that's dude. Lo- yes, that's abundance, man. That's what I'm talking abundance. about, dude. Abundance, man. It's like It's like hiring somebody maybe really don't need to hire, but you know they need help and they need a little yes. help paying their bills hire them dude tip a little bit more you know i i, I did uh i did a, the kansas city club I, I you know i gave everybody t-shirts like can i have a t-shirt here's 20 bucks keep your money here's a t you know little thing yeah. like just help out man just and it's like yeah. you know matt belair came on he's like give five bucks to a uh you know a homeless person 
ask him his name. Don't ask for anything back. You know, these are the abundance, man. Yeah, abundance. Abundance. Birch was and talking about that, man. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, but when I had uh, Birch Driver on, he was talking about, mm-hmm. and it really was like one of those episodes that really affected my life and changed the way I operated. And since then, I've been practicing abundance in my life to my best of my ability. You know, there's some people in my life who push me a little bit, <laughs> but I still try to do my best and spread abundance. But this is what we're talking about. So let me ask you something. Are there only one group of entities or are there many different entities? And I'm not just talking good versus evil, but are there different entities at work here? Not just good versus evil, but different good ones. Or maybe, and they're all just working their own game, not working together. But each of them has their own mission in this realm. Yeah, the way I understand it, and this was also kind of corroborated to me by, uh, again, Jim Simivan. If anybody does not know who he is, just Google him. He's like the vice president of To The Stars Academy. You know, he's, he's a heavy hitter. And we've had some private chats. We spent some holidays and birthdays together, things like that. And uh, we talk a lot. And one of the things that I asked him was about, you know, this, this subject. And he said, well, here's the reason the United States government has not come out and told the truth. He said, what if the president announced that a ship landed on the White House lawn and E.T. walked out and shook the president's hand and they had a truce? They'd say, oh, wow, finally, we've been waiting for that. And then he said, but what if the president announced that there were ultra-terrestrial beings that exist in this realm near us but not in the physical plane? They created us many, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago they communicate to us through symbols they try to guide us to higher states of consciousness and um, they can do things to our reality that we can understand how do you think people would react and i said i don't know he said people would kill themselves because of the way that they were raised a certain religion people there would be mass suicides because they're not ready for it but then you have the other side of the coin where they're putting out the intentional false disinformation, whoever they is. I'm not saying it's Jim or his people. I'm just saying whoever the they is, there is false disinformation, obfuscation going on out there, you know? So uh, it's complicated. It's weird. Now, what was the name of Stargate? What was the name of that, that organization? Tool Star Academy. What? To start Tom, Tom DeLong's thing. Now, the Stars Academy. are you concerned Again, like I would love to have Tom DeLong on and I would I would ask him these questions as well because you know, if I went on a show and they didn't ask me questions that people are asking, I'd be like, Okay, because I have nothing to hide. I'm an open right. book. You know, I mean we all we, we you know, we all want a little bit of a personal privacy, but in this day and age I think the more honest you are about everything, the the, the easier life becomes. But I would ask, man, should we be concerned about your emails with Podesta, should that should that be concerning to people? What's your thought on that, Ryan? Because you kind of laughed at that. Do you, do you think that that's more misinformation? No, um, you just got to. I'm an honest man, but you got to understand that I have limits because I know these people and it's public. So I have to be very careful with some of the things I say. And I will say this. When I was at that bar mitzvah in New York City, um, someone tried to introduce my father to John Podesta. And, Oof. you know, that, that never happened. But, um, you know, it's weird. There's, there's, there's weird things going on behind the scenes. 
And saw the manipulation to control us. Is that what you believe? Yeah, I think there's a megalithic institution that is putting out information so that we'll never figure out what's really going on in this life. And it has nothing to do with country borders, right? That this this institution spans across the globe. Is that? Is, am I yes. right on that? Yes, I think that here's here's my thing. I think that everything that we see on TV is um, not what we think it is. I met, uh, I got to say his name right here, Tyler D., uh, who was, um, you know, American Cosmic was written about him. And he told me to my face that when he was young back in the 80s, you know, just starting out with NASA, that um, he was part of the uh, whole Challenger explosion thing. And they, they had – he basically told me they covered it up. Like what we got in the mainstream media was not real. That's not what happened. I know through my knowledge and experience of, you know, literally partying with people in the department of defense that not everything we get to consume on the internet is the truth. As a matter of fact, most of it is not. Um, and, uh, especially the UFO thing that is just most of the stuff out there is a blatant lie. That's my opinion. So you think that that whole stupid, uh, they have to disclose whatever about they know about UFOs in 180 days, we're not getting anything, or it's all going to be obviously bullshit? It's going to be about spending Frisbees coming from other planets. I concur, dude. So what's it like to do blow with people? The CIA, was it fun? <laughs> do they get the good blow or what? Are they like, I don't even feel this, I'm alive. Or is it like, no fentanyl in this, you don't have to What's worry about good that, coke? right? What's the good That's coke? The good no. coke. No, I can't do it. Um, Never done blows. So let me ask you this. Yeah, don't do it, man. I mean, unless you want to bang a lot of chicks. Um, listen, don't do it, don't do it, dude. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Don't do it. White girls, anyway, the point is this, man. I want to get into real quick as we come to an end. I want to discuss what do you think happens to us when we die? Because that's a big thing that I have come. I have now that I have children that are both one years old. I love them so much. And, you know, that that puts uh, um, again, that puts like kind of a scarcity on life. You know, it's like how long Mm -hmm. will I at my age having such young babies be able to be with them and help them and not be in particularly not be a burden on them. Uh, what do you think happens when we, when we pass on? Well, I think Egypt told it, you know, here's my thing on that, Sam. I think that there is one original story and it's so old. We can't even fathom how old it is. And it was scratched inside the pyramids and all the other religions that we've had pop up over the last several thousand years. Um, they copy it. And, you know, that's fine. It helps people understand it a different way. But I, I like to think about it like, you know, the field of reeds, like in the Egypt story. It's like basically you reincarnate in simple terms. You reincarnate over and over again until you live enough lives to have purified your conscience to be as light as a feather. Then you go on out of this realm. That's that's how I see things. It's about reincarnation and higher states of consciousness. Higher states of consciousness means love using you know love to lead the way compassion empathy humility things like that so i think life is eternal but you have to reach that eternity can you talk uh, about your dad's near-death experience yes he had two of them um when he was about nine or ten years old he was hunting and he was shot by a shotgun and um it, it was an accident 
and um, you know it, it was behind his heart too. So it was a very fatal accident. He 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 had an NDE, which means his spirit left his body pretty much, and it was Whoa. like being on a platform like the Silver Surfer, and he was going through space. Um, and then when right before the 2007 initial UFO um, event. He was on a hospital bed and his triglyceride count had gotten so high that he was on the brink of death. And um, there's some toxic medications given him, given to him by a, um, a psychopathic doctor. And uh, his, his spirit left his body and went above the room. And he started reading name tags of people in the room that he never consciously saw, like in awakened state. And when he read those names to my mom, he said, Dr. So-and-so, she was like, oh, my God, like, how, how did you know that name? He said, I saw it. I was above the room. So... That's, you know, I've heard that, man. We've heard that on this show before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I love that. Now, will my uh, chronic porn addiction cause me to come back again? Is that is that your belief? I think anything that gives you a guilty conscience is something that probably um, with time should be worked on. <laughs> yes, I will work on <laughs> Any questions? Um. Oh, just one. Uh, you said your your home was six acre, six acres, right? Is there anything neighbors? Do you guys have neighbors? I mean, we live here. Everybody has neighbors. Is, there's nothing that they couldn't see it's, you guys. They never been like, hey, we saw those. We see those too. It's the country, man. There's there's a lot of forest out there. I mean, it's the Bible Belt, deep south, man. And you know, like there's fences separating the yards with a lot of them having like pigs and sheep and stuff, not sheep, but like horses and stuff like that. You know, like they're, they're not up in our property. We're not up in theirs. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. What's the word on the street about the Woodards? Are they weird? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know, uh, I, I live in Wilmington, Johnny, which is not oh, far okay. from where you're from, yeah, right? Not too far. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Is there any cow du- abductions? How about cow mutilation? Yeah, that. Again, I think 95% of the stuff on the internet is fake. Wow. That's so interesting. How do you exist in this world? Um, very traumatically. Very, <laughs> um, you know, we, 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 sh- I don't, I don't know how much time you guys have, but there's some things off air. I would definitely, I think you'd like to hear, but you know, it, it, it's a very hard life being a 13 year old child, um, seeing, you know, entities and lights and then everyone telling you you're crazy and evil and satanic. And then the CIA shows up on your doorstep. It's very traumatic. People, I'm sorry. People I laughed at that when relate. you said that. Do you regret it? I didn't it? expect that. So my apologies. Would you, would you, would you, would oh, you, no, it's okay. Would you, would you, if you could, uh, maintain your ignorance, you know, from before, like, would, yeah. Would, would you, you go back? Yeah. No, never. No, okay. it was traumatic then. Now I understand why uh, that was important because if it wasn't so traumatic, I would have never felt compelled to go out and speak about it and share what I know. So I would never trade it for the world. Um, you didn't offend me, Sam. I'm just saying, you know, as a child, it was very uh, hard. Have you attempted to integrate this at all into uh, Christianity or have you pretty much uh, moved on from that? No, I mean, I, I still love Jesus. I think Jesus is awesome. I see Jesus as sort of like what we get from the Vatican version, which is the Bible, is not the accurate one. I see him as more of like an initiated sage who was pretty much um, teaching about higher states of consciousness. And, um, you know, I think that's what it's about. It's about being like a shepherd. That's the most powerful archetype, the shepherd. Got it. You know, you, you, you're leading people to love. I love it. I love it, man. I, I, this has been a great episode. I completely agree with all this. I think people can't, can't listen. You just can't go zero to understanding this. 
And yeah. you, the first step is being aware that there's more out there and being open-minded to it. And then slowly but surely walking your way to this and unlocking other levels to stuff. Yeah. You, you, if you don't unlock a level, you cannot see what's happening on that level. That is my God honest belief. And it's yeah. just like you have to be open-minded. And that's why when I say getting a black belt in conspiracies is not <laughs> – that you believe every conspiracy, but you are open-minded to talking about it, even if it's something you don't agree with, which is something I can do. I don't mind talking to people, if in particular people I don't necessarily agree with about their views. And if I, you know, it's like every conspiracy that comes on, I'm always like, yeah, 100%. That's true. I, that's not who I am. That's not how I am. And those who don't listen to this, that's what they think I am. I am open-minded to stuff. There are things out there that I think are beyond our, our, our education and that our education is created to get us not to be open to looking at those because they gave us something called the laws of physics, which was pounded into us that if it can't be scientifically proven with the scientific method, it can't exist. And that's a nice Baba to have a nice blankie to have that helps you not want to be open-minded to that there's a lot of amazing things going on yeah and that if you do not come to grips with the fact that nobody's coming to save you and you have to save yourself by being open to what the universe is offering you will never change it and if you're waiting for the government to save you you will be waiting for eternity and that's yeah. just a fact and uh, all right, man. What you, so where can they find you, Ryan, on the internet? Again, I know you just said you have a Twitter. What is it? Yeah, it's Ryan D. Bledsoe. It's just literally my uh, name. And, um, you know, I've been tossing this idea around, and I think um, I'm finally going to do it. I'm going to start my own podcast. Boom! Welcome to the dance. <laughs> and um, it's going to be called Bledsoe Said So. So, um, you know, nice. I'd, I'd like to have it out sometime in the next couple months. So, you know, sooner you get yet. it out, dude, the sooner people, the swarm will find you and, uh, just find him uh, on Twitter, support him until he puts his, his podcast out. And, you know, I, if I love podcasting, that's why I do a thousand of them, but I do love podcasting <laughs> and I learn so much more talking to people than I do reading. It's just the way my br my my brain is wired. I can glean more information Thanks. off of having conversations than I can sitting down and reading because that's just who I am. So I just wanted to say thank you, Ryan, for coming on. It was truly uh, a wonderful experience. Uh, for the, I hope you enjoyed this episode, everybody. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Xavier Guerrero. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I hope to see everybody in Lombard this weekend. Should be interesting. And uh, there's going to be fireworks, my friends. So please, enjoy. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. We go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. There's, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.